right, so my name is Chris Creech, and I am here with Jeff Stott, and we are recording for Genesis Church for our Conversations uh, video series or, or podcast series, whatever you, you want to call it. And this one we're doing is Conversations on our Core Beliefs, and we're going to use a couple words. Uh, core Beliefs is one of them. The word theology, so the study of God and maybe even the word doctrine, so what we believe. And we kind of wanted to talk about this because our doctrine is very important, and we're going to talk about why here soon. Um, but I kind of wanted to intro with um, a scripture, and that is Titus 1, 10 through 14, and it says, For there are many rebellious people who engage in useless talk and deceive others. This is especially true of those who insist on circumcision for salvation. They must be silenced because they are turning whole families away from the truth by their false teaching. And they do it only for money. Even one of their own men, a prophet from Crete, has said about them, the people of Crete are all liars, cruel animals, and lazy gluttons. This is true. So reprimand them sternly to make them strong in the faith. They must stop listening to Jewish myths and the commands of people who have turned away from the truth. So one thing that we're going to look at here is that this is a very serious conversation. Um, man, writing to Titus, he says people need to stop listening to Jewish myths, which today would equate to listening to false teachers. He's not saying negative things about Jewish people. There it was about listening to leaders that were saying incorrect things. But, I mean, notice some of the words he uses. He says they must be silenced. Uh, they do it only for money. They're turning whole families away from the truth. So one of the reasons that we are doing this is because we are called as believers and especially as pastors to hold those core beliefs, that theology, that doctrine very close and to rebuke or sharply silence false teaching. And so by teaching our core beliefs, we are also um, equipping others to recognize false teaching. And uh, one of the things I do want to say real quick, and we'll we'll let Jeff talk at some point today, but um, is that as Baptists or um, as Protestants, whatever, uh, if you're watching, whatever you might be, um, we are not a religion that requires one person to give out our theology or to kind of pass on our theology. So, for example, Catholicism, we don't have a pope to interpret the Bible for us. So some would say as Baptists or as Protestants, we're free to interpret the Bible for ourselves. Well, technically that's true. Um, we have Bibles that we can read in our language. We are able to develop our own theology and we don't want one person to tell us what to think about the Bible. That was, um, if we ever talk about church history, we can talk about Martin Luther and the problems of the Catholic church at the time and what they were doing because they had an elite group of people interpreting the Bible for people. Um, but without a middle ground, we fall into the idea of either needing one person to interpret the Bible or wanting no one to interpret the Bible for us. And especially in this age of social media, um, we, can, we can fall into a trap of interpreting the Bible however we want. Uh, we might throw up a question on social media about doctrine or about theology or what we should believe. And if we're not willing to learn for ourselves, but also to learn from people uh, that we trust, 
we might fall into a trap of kind of whoever answers first, that's the best answer. Whoever answers the way I like it, that's the best answer. And so what we believe is important and teaching what we believe is very important. And so I'm going to turn it over to Jeff now. We're going to kind of talk about why that's important. Well, you know, uh, somewhere down the road, I think we probably also need to have a conversation about how do we study and interpret the Bible to get to solid doctrine, solid theology, the, the right core beliefs. Uh, because I know when I, when I was a, okay, first of all, I, I wasn't raised in church, wasn't around a bunch of people talking theology, you know, and talking Bible. And when I got saved, started growing, everything was new to me, you know. And then uh, uh, somewhere down the road, uh, God called me into the ministry. And so I decided I'd go to, you know, to school and I got a, a bachelor's of arts in Bible. One of the classes I had to take was called hermeneutics. That is a word that only people in Bible school use. And so, uh, and it's basically a, just a big old fancy word on how to study the Bible. And so uh, we talked about, in that class, we talked about these principles of how to go through and study the word to where you land, where you need to land on solid ground. And, uh, and a lot of people just don't know how to do that. And um, and it's very important that you know how to study the Bible, but that's a conversation for another day, which that, I think that would probably be a good one in this series on how to study the Bible, you know. All right, so uh, one of the first things I want to say is that everyone, including you who are listening, everyone has core beliefs. You have a theology. You have in your mind this doctrine, these things you believe, and Core beliefs are those ideas, those convictions, those worldviews that direct our decisions. They influence our behavior. They influence our attitude toward ourselves, toward others, toward God. Now, right or wrong, we have them. We all start off with them. And this is one reason why the Bible constantly talks about renewing the mind. And we have to take some of these old core beliefs that are wrong, uh, that are or that are just messed up somehow, and push them off to the side or get rid of them, replace them with some new stuff. And that comes with studying the word. Now, uh, you may not even know what your core beliefs are, but you have them, and they shape your life every day. For example, core beliefs influence your decisions. If one of your core beliefs is happiness, let's say that's a core belief, happiness, then you will base your decisions on what makes you happy, regardless of whether it's right or wrong. If one of your core beliefs is wealth, then you will make decisions based on what gets you more stuff. You see how this works? So if, you're, if, you're, if your core beliefs are one thing, it's going to produce something because it's a core belief. It's in your core belief DNA. Core beliefs uh, also impact your attitude toward others. In other words, if your core belief um, it, it says to love everyone, then that's how you're going to treat them. You're going to love everyone. But if your core belief is messed up about who should be loved and who's not, uh, especially in our world of racism and those kinds of things, because there are some people who 
I mean, for whatever reason, they think because that person's skin color is not like theirs, then I will love the guy like me rather than the guy not like me. You see what's happening here? So these core beliefs, they're in us, whether we um, realize or not, and we've got to be aware of that. So, uh, and all core beliefs are based on something. Now, you believe something. Now, if I were to ask you, what do you believe about God? You're going to tell me something. <laughs> You're going to say, well, I don't believe he exists. Well, I believe he exists, but he doesn't really care, care about us. He's not involved in our life. Well, I believe in him, but I, I think our, the God I believe is this and that. Okay, you're gonna, if I ask you about heaven and hell, you're going to tell me what you think. That's, that's going to be what you believe. So, but all our core beliefs are based on something. So my question for you is, what are you basing your core beliefs on? What are you basing your theology, the things you believe about God and, and, and the kingdom of God, heaven, hell, salvation, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, all these things, what are you basing your core beliefs on? Is it experience? Well, here's what, here's what happened at church years ago in my life. You know, uh, well, this, I prayed and this bad thing happened and I asked God for it not to happen. So obviously God doesn't care, you know, experience. Um, maybe it's emotion. Maybe you're just saying, well, this is how I feel. I just don't feel like God would do that. I, don't, I, don't, I feel like God wouldn't send anybody here because he's all loving. That's how I feel. Um, but we all base our theology and core beliefs on something. So, and what I'm asking you to do in this series, and at least to consider seriously, is to ask yourself, what do I believe about the subjects we're going to talk about over the next several weeks? Um, and why do I believe it? I mean, am I, do I believe this because this is what the Bible says? Well, that's another thing. You know, that's, that's going to be a doctrine we're going to look at. You know, Scripture, the Bible. What do you believe about the Bible? You know, but, uh, you know, are you basing what you believe based on experience, emotion, the Bible, maybe some kind of weird hybrid of all of it? What I want to encourage you to do is to really develop a core belief, develop your core beliefs, your doctrine, your theology, on the word of God. Let's say, let's be able to say, I believe this because the Bible says that. Okay. That's where we need to go. Okay. To have a firm foundation. Uh, and Chris, now before we get into, uh, I, I just want to mention some of the core beliefs uh, that we're going to be talking about over the next several weeks. <clears throat> um, is there anything you want to add before I get into the subjects we're going to talk about? You covered it really well. I think you know, yes, our, our, what we believe is important. Everybody has a belief system. You mentioned that. I've said as a worship pastor, I've said before, everyone worships something. You know, you can say I don't worship anything, but that's just not true. And, right. and our beliefs are the same way. And I mean, I've seen people base entire belief systems or break a biblical belief system based on a book that made them feel good. Um, you know, at some point we'll talk about salvation. We'll talk about heaven and hell. Uh, things like that. And I've seen, um, oh goodness, years back, there was a book published called The Shack. Um, great work of fiction. Um, the guy is an excellent writer, terrible theology. And, and I saw people, you know, scrap a biblical system of eternal life for 
for this system there. So a book that makes us feel good can edit our, our core beliefs even. Um, and I wanted to add one thing about the importance of it. And that was, I don't know who said this or if I said this and somebody else might've said it too, but we have, we have a, a system of beliefs, but we also have a system of application. And so, you know, on Sunday mornings, one thing that we do really well at Genesis um, from kids ministry all the way up to our adults in, in the service with you preaching is we make sure that people not only know what the Bible says, but what to do with it. And so we might call that information and application in Gen Kids. We call it um, uh, know what, so what, now what. So know what is information based. So what is, why is it relevant to me? And, and now what is, what do I do with this? And if we tip the balance too far towards information, so that strong, learned, book smart theology or book smart core belief, but we don't apply it to our lives, all that does is make us arrogant. If we try to do a lot of application without actually learning what the Bible has to say, it's going to be a lot of ignorance, a lot of misapplication, and possibly spreading a false gospel or a false doctrine. And both of these are really bad. But when we kind of, you know, it's kind of like the stereo where you can tune everything to the left or everything to the right. But man, the way the musician wanted you to hear it is right smack in the middle. And so we've got to be able to have a good balance of that. Yeah, we do. Oh, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I just want to tell the listeners, look, you're not going to get there overnight. Okay, um, you know, Chris and I, we've been studying the Bible for years now. Uh, we've been teaching the Bible for years, and um, we didn't get there overnight. As a matter of fact, well, Lord willing, we've invited some people who know more than us to join us and from various seminaries uh, around the nation, and if they can get in here with us, we're going to bring them in, and we're going to pick their brain and let you hear what they've got to say. Hopefully, that will work out. but um you know we all can learn from one another so uh, i'm just hoping that this will help you like at some point somebody helped me uh and it even because i started off with some bad theology and as we go through this series i'm gonna i'm gonna share some of the bad theology i had you know that just i thought was biblical but was wrong you know because i didn't understand how it all worked okay so uh and uh, so what you got yeah, I wanted to say one thing real quick because you, you kind of sparked something. If you are listening to this or watching this, we are not trying to bash your theology. We're trying to kind of show you what the Bible says about it. Honestly, if you are listening to this, you're taking a great step in adjusting your core beliefs. And if, you know, I know some people have used this terminology where, like, if I'm making fun of you or talking down to you in something like this, it's like making fun of someone who's out of shape at the gym. You know, <laughs> you're taking a great step in improving your theology, and we want to encourage that. We want to be here for you. And so if you got questions, we're not going to talk down to you. It's a spiritually safe place. Just yeah. ask them. Yeah, we've been there. Hey, I, I've, I've, man, I've been in Bible studies where I didn't, uh, I've said stupid things, asked questions that I, I thought we're intelligent, but weren't. I mean, it was a good question, but it was like, oh man, I really didn't know what I was even asking. All right, so um, First Timothy, okay, if you're taking notes or anything with this, uh, we don't really have an outline. I mean, this is conversations, okay? That's what we're talking about here. 
Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 uh, says something very interesting. Uh, Paul is writing to Timothy, and Timothy is a young pastor-type guy, leader in the church. But, he, but Paul tells Timothy uh, to do something that is significant to with what we're talking about. He says, watch your life and doctrine closely. Huh, that's interesting. So watch your life and doctrine closely. And the reason why he does it is because they go together. Remember, like, like what I said a while ago, you know, what we believe determines how we behave. You know, what we believe determines our attitudes about certain things. And so if our doctrine's messed up, we're going to have a messed up be, a reaction. And so we need to have, make sure that we're watching and paying attention and evaluating our life and doctrine uh, very carefully and very closely. Now, again, when I say doctrine or when the Bible talks about doctrine, it, it talks about a group or of things that we believe. Um, and, you know, like God and Jesus doctrine, I guess the simplest way to say that is like when we're saying doctrine, we are, we do mean core beliefs, but also we mean subjects. There are some major subjects in the Bible that we need to, uh, hang our hat on and we need to be, be, be very, pay very close attention to that. All right. For example, one of the first doctrines, one of the first core beliefs that we're going to look at is scripture. And this core belief says the Bible is right. Okay. That's when you just get it down to the simplest form, the Bible is right. Now, if you're going to understand God, if you're going to understand your purpose and have an eternal view of things, you need to have a deep belief in that the Bible is God's word to you. So when we get into the scripture on doctrine down the road in this series, you know, we're going to wrestle with, you know, where'd the Bible come from? Can we trust it? What kind of authority does it have? You know, the, I might use some words here that you're not familiar with, but you'll get to know in this series. You know, is it inerrant? Is it infallible? What does that mean? You know, saying, can I trust it? Are there any contradictions? You know, those kinds of things. And so we're going to take a look at the scripture, but you need to understand that. You've got to have a solid foundation because I'm telling you, the devil's going to come along and he's going to try to cause all kinds of doubt and confusion around God's word, because if he can get you confused about his word, he can get you confused about how to live it out. Okay. So um, anyway, we'll take a look at some other core values, core, uh, core values, core beliefs, uh, doctrine, you know, like the doctrine of God, the doctrine of Jesus, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, the doctrine of humanity. Uh, that may be something a little different to you. Uh, the humanity, doctrine of humanity, this core belief says <clears throat> people are broken, but redeemable. Okay, so when we get into that, we're going to ask answer questions like, where did we come from? Why are we here? How did we get broken? Where did sin come from? The effects of it on us and all that kind of stuff. So you also have the doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of being a Christian. What does it mean to be a Christian? What it does not mean, how to, how to grow spiritually, all that kind of stuff. The doctrine of the church, specifically the local church, um, the doctrine of eternity. Uh, dealing primarily with heaven and hell and, and the afterlife. Uh, and then we're also going to take a look at the doctrine of spiritual warfare with the kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of light. Where did Satan come from? The demons, angels, all that, that subject and all that. And what does that mean for us? 
as believers. Now, I want to tell you that if you can get a solid grasp of those 10, there's 10 that we're going to look at, Doctrine of God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and those others I mentioned. If you can have a solid understanding of those 10 areas of uh, theology, of doctrine, core beliefs, you are on your way to being a very solid uh, individual when it comes to being able to pass on advice, be able to share the gospel, and have a better understanding of why the why the world is the way it is, and uh, and where we're headed. So, and actually, when you understand the doctrines, it world gets less confusing to you. All right, now, uh, Chris, um, before uh, I go into some of these actual benefits to um, knowing or having solid doctrine. Um, anything, any questions or comments you got? Yeah, I'm trying to find something that you sent me because I'm sitting here looking through my email. So trying to find something because I know there was something I was going to say. And um, yeah, so <laughs> but, um, if I remember okay. it, I'm oh, I do remember it now. So I'm going to ask you a few questions real quick before we go into how it, how it changes after okay. what you've said um first of all are all these doctrines this is a loaded question man are all of these doctrines that you mentioned all of the core beliefs are they of equal value or equal importance i should say that stare says it all i love it well uh okay my my okay my initial answer is yes but okay all right, for example, um, there are some things that uh, people may believe about, say, the spiritual warfare aspect, okay, about the devil or demons or angels that, uh, you know, I could, you know, there's some, there's some wiggle room there on some different views of all that. Um, but when it comes to, say, the doctrine of salvation, Okay, so if somebody says, hey, the doctrine of salvation is Jesus only, meaning place your faith in Jesus, he, he paid the price, that's it. You know, you, play, you place your faith in him, you're born again, man, that is the doctrine of salvation, it's the gospel, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, but if somebody were to say, well, I think you need Jesus, place your faith in Jesus, and be baptized to be saved, and you can't be saved without Jesus and baptism, you got to have them both. Okay. That's pretty significant. That's important. Okay. So that deals with eternity at this point that, you know, somebody sold because at that point they're believing that they, it, it's a works by, it's a salvation by works. Okay. So I need to have the, I need to have Jesus, but then I need to go get baptized. Okay. Um, well, the Bible doesn't teach that. I know there's some who, who do, and we'll get into that when we get there, but um, what the Bible doesn't teach us. So when I say they're all equally important to the believer, yes, uh, but there are some that have a section in it that would say, okay, you might know about spiritual warfare, but you're lost and going to hell because you, 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 your salvation's messed up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, certainly, yeah. it's certainly a loaded question because it's yeah. hard to answer. And I think you know, we saw this graphic in a book that we did at one point, but it was like a, 
you know, tier one issue would be like salvation. Right. A tier two issue might be something like, um, what age does a child need to be to get baptized? Or, you know, can a woman be a pastor? Something like that where people are going to have differing views, but it's not salvation. And this tier three is something like a preference where we might say, you know, we like to do modern music at Genesis where someone might say, no, I like traditional music. That's a preference. And so we can kind of tier those in those systems, I think. Right. Um, yeah. So I did, I came up with a couple questions that our listeners or viewers might have. Um, I okay. don't know if they do or not, but if I'm uh -huh. listening, I might be asking these questions. First, in the Bible, who is responsible for a church's doctrine or core beliefs and what that church as a whole says they believe? Okay, I cannot speak to other local churches, sure. but I will speak to Genesis, okay? For us, the responsibility for overseeing the doctrine, making sure we are solid theologically, 100% is on the elders, okay? We are to defend the gospel, defend the truth. Uh, we are to teach it, you know. So um, if Genesis goes off track theologically, it's going to be the elder's fault. Okay, that's, I mean, we talk about humanly speaking. Okay, now what that means is we're going to put a lot of trust into these elders who are supposed to be studying the word, knowing the word, growing in theology, and... Um, and making sure that Genesis, is that the question you're asking? Is that? Absolutely. Okay. Because I think, yeah. I think some people might be wondering, okay, when a church begins, who's responsible for those beliefs? You know, who's responsible right. for putting on our website? Here are the things we Yeah, do. yeah, right. Um, yeah, well, that would be, that would be us. I mean, you know, you and I, we're, we're part of that elder group. So, uh, and at Genesis, we have five. And so, is that right? Five? Five now. Yep. Yeah, yep. So, five, yeah, since Ben's gone, yeah. Uh, so we have five, and um, and we're responsible for 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 all that. Now, now that doesn't mean we're going to tell you, force you, to believe anything. But what we're going to do is we're we're going to make sure that we're studying the word, that with good hermeneutics, with good study practices knowing the word and uh, what it says and we're going to teach it the best we can, but it's really up to the individual to decide, you know, uh, they have to study the word on their own and decide, okay, here's what I'm seeing. And they, they're going to have to wrestle through that, you know, yeah. like we all have, you know. And so we are responsible as elders, pastors, overseers, whatever you might want to want to right. use the word of, we are responsible for what the church is teaching but as far as what you believe, the burden of responsibility is then on you. Yeah, right. So, yeah. And that's important to, to understand the difference. And it's important to understand kind of where that comes from and stuff. So awesome. Yeah, well, let me add this too. You know, one of the things about theology, I think a lot of people, uh, especially for the believers who may have been around a little while, uh, when it comes to doctrine and theology, core beliefs, uh, they, I think... I guess a caution I should give here is that don't see this as just these are statements, okay? You know that we just state um, these statements they they have life implications, mm -hmm. okay? 
every, you know, don't be hearers only, but be doers of the word. If you have, if, here's the deal. If you have good theology, and I don't mean written down on a piece of paper, if you have good theology in your head and heart, there is going to be a change inside of you. That's how it works. You know what I'm saying? And so, and that's why God wants us to watch our doctrine and life closely. Because one thing is, if we're watching our doctrine, it's going to impact our life. If we're watching our life and there's something not right, well, that's an indication that maybe our doctrine's out of whack. You know what I'm saying? So, but if you're watching both, that life and doctrine, like Paul was telling Timothy, that that, that would be a good balance and a good uh, barometer for us. Yeah, um, and it's my, I was over here just just looking real quick. I've got a book on doctrine sitting at my desk that we have talked about. We um, would find it very difficult to recommend because while it's an excellent book on doctrine, it's written by a pastor that fell from, um, I don't know how you might want to call it, but he is not a... Uh, he is not a role model that I would encourage anyone to right. look up to anymore, but the book is great. And so, yeah. you know, you're talking about how your doctrine can affect your life and things like that. And, um, you know, you have to feel like what, what happened, you know, he had great doctrine or at least he wrote great doctrine on the page. So what happened? Uh, but it's also, I was checking because it's like 450 pages long. And so you were talking about that, how it's not just like a set of statements. No, it's way more than that. And it's very, yeah. and it's very life-changing. So, yeah, because uh, I, don't, I don't have a good word for this. But, you know, again, when we're talking about doctrine and theology, we're talking about core beliefs. We actually believe this. Okay. There's one thing to know it. All right. There's a lot of guys who can write really well. They know it, sound like they believe it. But it, but the the belief of these core beliefs, the belief in these doctrines, when you actually believe it, it does produce a change. So, because um, uh, there are some things, and we'll get deeper into this over the series here. Uh, um, there are some things that I see in my life that I know is because I've got some theology messed up. I, I mean, I know it. I know the theology but I haven't, I haven't really believed that particular. And we'll talk about that, you know, uh, as real as I can be, you know, through the series. Okay. So uh, what time are we at at this point? We're, we're right at about just under 30 minutes. So if we want to talk about how they, you know, how biblical, a 30,000 foot view of how. Well, actually, here's what I'm thinking about since this is kind of an ongoing thing. I would like to take the next conversation and we'll just unpack these four uh, of what, because I think, because if you don't understand the importance of what we're talking about and how they can help you or hurt you, you know, good doctrine versus bad doctrine, um, um, you, you're not going to take this seriously, you know? So, uh, but, uh, so I think this might be a good spot to end it and we'll just pick up here next time and we'll talk about, we'll, we'll talk about these four biblical impact that doctrine how it has changes on. our lives yeah how it changes our lives how it impacts us how it influences us uh we'll talk about that in more detail next time absolutely i think that's great um and then after we get done with that conversation we'll be diving into some of these core beliefs and right once we get through with the ones that that we find on our website we may be moving on to some 
um, you know, like we talked about some secondary issues or things like that. But um, a lot of that's going to depend on you. If you are listening or watching, we want to hear your thoughts. Um, we have ways to contact us anonymously on the website. We also have ways, I mean, if you're watching this on Facebook, Vimeo, whatever, you can click and, and put a question in. And we want to be able to answer that question or talk to that question if you've got questions about doctrine. Yeah, especially if we've moved on, you heard something and you decided, oh man, I got, I got this question. We can always go back to it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we're not, this is a convert, these are conversations. We're not, we're not trying to get through something within four weeks or anything. You know, we're just talking and we, and if we know what you're asking, that helps us to answer your questions and to help you grow. And so we'd we like to do that. Absolutely. All right. I guess until next time. Um, have, have a good rest of the week.